Portland Sports Arena. This is Portland Wrestling. Portland Wrestling is brought to you by the four Jim Fisher Used Car Centers. Wherever you are in Portland, there's a Jim Fisher Used Car Center near you. Also brought to you by Tom Peterson's, with two great stores to serve you, both at Southeast 82nd and Foster Road. Place to be Nation Wrestling, welcome to episode number six of Before I Was a Mark. I am your host, Sean Kidd, and I am back with this Pod Blast series, taking a look at three matches that predated my wrestling watch from 1986, and kind of walking down a history lesson of Maybe some great matches. Um, definitely had some good matches here over the last five episodes, but have also had some not-so-great ones. So we're going to jump right into it. So tonight, I have picked two Intercontinental title matches, and I have picked a really obscure, I guess, tag team match from Japan, which I didn't even know existed, so I look forward to talking about that. So up first, we are going to take a look at Pedro Morales versus the Magnificent Morocco. This one will be from December the 28th, 1982. It is from Madison Square Garden, and it is for the Intercontinental title. So when I actually first started watching wrestling in 86, Pedro was a main event enhancement talent to where, you know, he basically lost a lot, but he also seemed to elevate his opponent, was considered a guy in my eyes as a main event. Uh, he's a main eventer when he would face guys like Morocco tonight, Savage, or Race. Um, I usually saw a lot of his stuff on Wrestling Spotlight, and he was against the heels. Um, I had no idea Pedro's background in terms of you know, his history in, as far as even being an Intercontinental Champion or even some of the history of his matches. So this was really interesting to me. Uh, there's history here between Pedro, um, as he suffered uh, between Pedro and Morocco, as uh, he suffered his first loss to the IC title to Don Morocco on 6-20-81. And then he apparently won it back in a Texas death match on November 23rd, 1981, uh, becoming the first two-time Intercontinental Champion. Uh, Pedro held a title this time for 14 months. Uh, he is the champion tonight. This is a match between the two before Morocco actually regained the title from him on January 22nd, 1983. So Morocco here is managed by Captain Lou Albano and Vince and Gorilla are on commentary. Morocco, uh, forever playing the great heel that he is, starts by telling people to shut up. Uh, they do a tie-up to start. Pedro gets a headlock. Uh, Morocco actually escapes with elbows to the gut and knee and kick to the back, which I thought looked really good. Pedro sends Morocco out of the ring with a slap as Vince calls Morocco quite the strategist. Back in is a hammerlock uh, by Pedro, but Morocco uh, back kicks leg into the groin area of Pedro. Morocco bottom rope does a bottom rope slingshot to Pedro's throat, then, then does a neck breaker for two. Um, front face lock does some elbows and knees, then hits a suplex. The match is a bit cut as it seems to cut through kind of the slow spots, um, which actually makes it for quite an easy watch, to be honest with you. Morocco throws Pedro over the top. Pedro lands on a chair on concrete, which looked pretty brutal. Morocco gets a running slam into the rail, which I thought looked really nice. Morocco gets a suplex back into the ring on Pedro for a two count. Pedro fights back, but Morocco punches um, and, and drop kicks Pedro outside. Outside, Morocco runs Pedro back into the ring post. Pedro gets super pissed and throws a chair down. Morales rakes uh, Morocco's face as he goes to suplex Pedro into the ring. You get inside and starts beating up Morocco. And the crowd is hot as Pedro is just unloading on Morocco with punches. He sends Morocco outside and throws his head into the post. He grabs Morocco on the apron and runs him to the other side up onto the top rope, which I thought was a really cool visual. Morocco fights back, but Morales punches him on the top rope. 
Morocco crotches himself and then falls to the mat. There's a backdrop, punches in the corner. The referee is pushed back uh, going for, uh, while Pedro's going for the punch. Morocco actually kicks the ref angrily on top of it. The bell rings as Morales bites Morocco, and the two still are fighting outside. They stumble over the top rope to the floor, fighting as bell keeps ringing. Um, ref pulls Morocco's hair, trying to separate him. Morales throws Morocco into the railing, and then Morocco bails. Morocco actually comes back into the ring, then bails again just to Tom Pedro. So um, the match time on this was 14-27. It was a double DQ. It was a really good match. Uh, Morocco has always been one of my favorite heels. Um, I talked about a match. Um, if you remember the match I talked about earlier with Morocco when I started this series against Snuka, which was really good. But um, And I feel like um, his feud with Snuka, um, I would like, it's, like the Snuka feud, I would like to see more of these two and also discover more from Pedro of his earliest stuff. I went two, three quarters on this. Nice little preview of what these two probably had done better. Uh, but I would definitely revisit uh, this again, uh, most particularly Pedro, and I'll always be up for a good Morocco match. So our second match, also for the Intercontinental title, this is from actually the Spectrum. It is from March 31st, 1984. It is Greg the Hammer Valentine versus Tito Santana. Now Santana, uh, so we just talked about Morocco. Santana had won the title for the Magnificent Morocco on February 11th, 1984. Valentine had spent actually the last few years in the Mid-Atlantic Territory where he had a, you know, obviously, you know, a few months earlier, he had a few with Piper uh, where they had the, the uh, dog collar match. And he actually lost the U.S. title to Dick Slater on December 14th, 1983, which was a few weeks after Starcade, And that's when he went to the WWF. And basically, this is the start of a long legendary feud between the two as Hammer would not actually beat Tito until September 24th, uh, 1984 for the title. And Tito would eventually regain it in a very famous cage match that's pretty legendary. So the graphics open, showing a 60-minute time limit, which... You know, I bet it would have been an incredible match. I bet between these two, if they had done a 60-minute match in 1984, it probably would have been something to watch. Um, Gorilla Monsoon and Dick Grammer on commentary. The old green IC title is very visible, has a very boxing title look, and is very unique. Gorilla is already selling Greg's uh, figure four, which obviously we all know has become his legacy move a bit. Um, even an angle with the shin guard um, later on with that that he would use in the late 80s as part of that um, kind of legacy. They tie up, and Valentine does an arm drag. Uh, Tito um, does an arm kind of does an arm ringer. Valentine uh, throws him into the ropes, and Tito drop kicks into the corner on a duck. Valentine uh, does an arm drag that misses, and then doesn't misses an elbow, and he's arm dragged multiple times by Tito. Valentine throws Tito into the ropes on a headlock and gets a knee to the gut. He lifts Tito up and drops him gut first on the top rope as crowd starts doing loud Tito chants. Valentine keeps going to the figure four, and Tito keeps kicking him gets up and starts punching Valentine. He goes for a backdrop and he gets an elbow to the back of the head. Valentine with multiple cranking, falling Indian death locks, which looked really good. He then lifts him up with his legs still crossed and drops him to the mat. Really, really like really good leg work by uh, Hammer here. Uh, Tito fights back, but he keeps selling the leg. Tito uh, gets a headlock, but Valentine does the old, good old atomic drop to the knee, which I always think looks savage as you're working over the knee and usually sets up the figure four. Um, and again, I've always liked the visual of that move as a setup. Tito's um, on the floor struggling to stand and then back in the ring. There's an inverted atomic drop to Tito, a backbreaker. Um, and then Valentine misses a walking second rope uh, elbow drop. Tito punch, does punches to Valentine, turnbuckle shots. Valentine does the flare flop. Uh, Tito throws Greg into the corner and clobbers him with a forearm. Uh, does a jumping noggin knock knocker with Valentine's head between his legs. Tito, uh, Tito's second rope drops uh, foot to the head. 
Uh, and then uh, he actually does an atomic drop that actually hurts Tito's knee. Uh, Tito gets a back elbow to uh, Valentine's face and then goes into a side lock. Tito does a crossbody off the ropes for two. Santana lifts Valentine off mat by one leg, then a headlock again. Grandma Gorilla are really shitting on Tito's headlocks as they sound disappointed on his follow-up when it comes to some of his bigger moves. They then say he's doing the headlocks to get himself together as his legs are in very bad shape, which honestly, he does a really good job of selling the legs, so I could definitely buy that. Valentine does a nice stalling atomic drop um, on Tito. He does a butterfly suplex for two, a body drop to Tito's groin area as he wishbones the legs at the same time, does an elbow to Santana's legs at that point. Then he does an arm bar to the leg that Gorilla shits on, and the bell suddenly rings as Graham says, time signal a 20-minute draw. Valentine is mad. Gorilla shits on it and says he doesn't understand because this is an intercontinental title match and there's no 20-minute time limit unless there was a stipulation that called for it, which he's right since at the very beginning of this match it said it was a 60-minute uh, time limit, so I don't know what happened here. Uh, crowd is all shitting all over this too. Valentine attacks Tito and Valentine bails when Tito fights back. This ending really made no sense at all and it seemed to come out of nowhere. Um, announcer said Tito was lucky as Valentine would have won. Really weird match ending, weird commentary, like Tito had basically almost pissed in someone's Wheaties, so I don't know what this was all about. But this was really good, and I felt it was heating up um, at the draw. Like, right at the draw, I felt like it was, like, really starting to pick up, and you always hear that it takes Valentine, like, a good 15 to 30 minutes to kind of get going, and you could definitely see this in this. Um, But, again, it was kind of short, cut short. Uh, match did wonders for Valentine, though, and not so much for Tito. Valentine looked really, really strong in this and set him up as a future contender to Tito. I went three and a quarter stars, even though it was somewhat of a bullshit ending. So um, I was definitely, definitely entertained in this. So two um, kind of bullshit endings here, but nonetheless, both of them have been really, really good matches. All right, our third and final match for tonight is... Um, you know, I usually go through YouTube and try to find, you know, some obscure matches if I can't find them on the network. This one interests me. Um, Japan's always a good go-to to kind of find that random match. So this one is Roddy Roddy Piper and Dick Slater versus Saruta and Giant Baba. And, um, Giant Baba, um, if you've listened to Crock and Roll, if you've heard me on other podcasts, Giant Baba kind of scares me a little bit. He's kind of an intimidating looking guy. Doesn't look, you know, just looks... I don't know. Looks like something that walked out of the water. But at any rate, I, mean, I hear he's really great. So um, I def- definitely want to check this out. But Piper and Slater. Slater, I have been a definite fan of in all the matches I've watched for him on Crock and Roll. Uh, he's been good at Mid-Atlantic. So I'm a big fan of Slater. And I think Piper himself um, kind of sells himself. But Piper and Slater as a team, that really kind of stood out to me. So that's why I picked it. So this is uh, from the All Japan Pro Wrestling Grand Champion Carnival. It is apparently for the NWA International Tag Title, and apparently these belts have been around at least at this point since 1962 and was primarily defended in Japan. Um, the first Fabulous Kangaroos were the first champs. Other champs included the Funks multiple times, Ron Bass and Stan Hansen, the Road Warriors, and the last champs were apparently Yoshiaki Yatsu and Saruta. Uh, Saruta and Baba have been multiple-time champs here, and actually they had beaten Stan Hansen and Ron Bass for them, and then obviously Piper and Slater, at this point, we're 83. Um, they were uh, 80, 83 NWA staples at this point. And again, this match is from June 3rd, 1983 in Japan. We open with Slater and Piper in the ring and Baba and Jumbo out to kind of like a great value varsity club type of music. Uh, both teams are given flowers by Geisha Girls. Um, was excited for this one. As like I said, Sly- Slater matches have popped up on my Crock and Roll watches. And with the exception um, of one that I had to watch him against Jim Duggan from Crockett Cup, 
um, have found all his matches to be pretty great and him is him personally pretty great. Um, him and Orton also were a fantastic team in the 83 run to Starcade, um, doing the whole bounty gimmick. I thought they were a really great team too. So him and Piper thought it would be, like I said earlier, very, very awesome. Um, if you've listened to Crock and Roll, like I said earlier, I first saw Baba also in the Crockett Cup where he was a team with uh, Tiger Mask and found him, like I said, to be a little disturbing um, looking. Piper kisses one of the titles um, when it was put in front of him. All four men giving each other's faces before Slater and Jumbo start the match with a cro- uh, crisscross the ring with two Jumbo leapfrogs and a missed dropkick on Slater. They lock up with uh, both to knees and the back that Jumbo takes control of and runs Slater to the other side to hit the turnbuckle. But Roddy actually leaps up on the top to block Slater from hitting it, which I thought was a nice little touch. There's a wrist lock. There's a test of strength. Slater pushes, um, pushes back into the ropes and does a monkey flip on Jumbo. Off the ropes, he does a roll up for uh, by. There's a roll up for Jumbo by two. Both men to go to the cor- corner, consult their partners. Jumbo does a wrenching headlock. Uh, he takes Slater over, lifts his legs up to wrench the headlock, which was a nice visual touch. Piper tags in. There's another wrist lock test of strength. Piper throws Jumbo into the ropes in a small package for two. Jumbo does a tag to Baba, and the crowd goes absolutely crazy for uh, the giant Bobby here. So I guess he's kind of a novelty act. Maybe si- maybe similar to Andre here in Japan. Uh, like I said, again, just the sheer scary visual of this man probably popped it as well. Baba punches Piper to the chest and sends him through the ropes outside. Back in the ring, Piper and Slater tag in and out and work uh, Baba's arm. Baba fights back with some lumbering offense and Jumbo tags in. There's an elbow off ropes to Piper, then he misses a backdrop. Um, and uh, the heels start uh, hitting, the heels hit uh, Jumbo with a double clothesline. Slater and Piper tag in and out, working Jumbo's arms with multiple wrenching fallback arm deadlock, uh, like arm, like Deathlocks. It looked really good. One where Slater actually pushed Piper back to add force to it. Again, just a nice visual tag team touch. There's a spinning toe holder by Slater. Piper gets a figure four to Saruta, broken up by Baba. Piper again does a neck breaker to Saruta. Uh, Saruta reverses a suplex by Slater, uh, by Slater and catches Piper, allowing Piper to come off the rope and forearm Saruta, which looked really good. Slater does a pile driver to Saruta at that point. Then he misses a headbutt. Then they get. Then Saruta gets a tag to Baba. A double lifting boots to Slater's face sends him falling outside. Um, Baba comes off the comes off the rope and does a back chop, a, a dominal stretch to Slater, which is again broken up by Piper. Jumbo tags back in uh, and, and with atomic drop. Piper tries to block a pile driver by Saruta, um, but uh, Saruta hits one. Slater is up and does a back drop to Jumbo. He tags Piper and then there's another sleeper. Slater Slater then also comes in to do another sleeper. Uh, Jumbo stumbles into the corner, then Baba tags in. Piper and Slater throw Baba into the ropes as he walks. He basically walks. So as he's being thrown into the ropes, he actually walks the ropes. And yes, I said walk. And they, elbow, they, double, they double elbow him down. Slater hits him with a nice slam and an elbow. Uh, a double atomic drop by the heels, which looked really nice. Jumbo breaks the two count, and then there's a, t- um, there's a tag. Uh, to, there's a tag to Jumbo um, by Baba. Uh, Bob, he hits a brutal running knee lift to the face, then attacks Piper. He throws Piper into the ropes and destroys him with, a, again, like I said, another lifting knee to the face. Piper gets Jumbo out of nowhere with a back suplex, which, again, looked really good. Baba breaks the count again, then there's all four in the ring. Slater and Baba fall and brawl to the outside. Baba throws Slater into the post and gets on apron. Piper falls behind Saruta and runs towards Baba on the apron, but Jumbo ducks before colliding and Baba clocks Piper with a punch, and Piper staggers. Then Jumbo gets a feds pressed on Piper for the three count. 
Um, wow, this match, and again, it was really hard to keep up with it, and um, you can probably hear it while I'm trying to talk about it. Uh, first match, first thing is Baba is slow and plotting, and basically I think his punches suck. Um, at the finish, Piper literally had to pause and stare at Baba before Baba actually punched him. On the flip side of this, Piper and Slater were just fucking awesome as a team, and Jumbo, I thought, was equally as awesome in this. Also, a shocking pin on Piper, which in the 80s was very, very rare. Really great tag match. Sans Baba, who I really don't need to see again, but probably will to be fair to see what all the hype is about, but I definitely recommend you seeing this match. Uh, really, really good solid wrestling. Good heel tag work. Saruta was really good in this, and I went three and a quarter stars on it because I also got a clean finish on it with a pin on Piper, so... Um, again, really go out of your way to find this. Three and a quarter stars. Definitely the best match that I've watched uh, for these three match series. And that's saying a lot based on the participants we had. So um, that closes us out for episode number six of Before I Was a Mark. You can find me at Twitter at NWA Crock and Roll and uh, my primary podcast, uh, obviously NWA Crock and Roll podcast, where we're going through the Crockett era of wrestling. So with that, I am Sean Kidd, and I will see you on the next episode of Before I Was a Mark. Uh, Thank you, everybody.